0: welcome to Reading with Christine Figgs. I'm your host, Christine, and I am so happy you are here with me today. Today, we will be discussing the book, Atomic Habits, an easy and proven way to build good habits and break bad ones by James Clear. I first heard about this book when James Clear was interviewed on my girl Brene Brown's podcast, Unlocking Us, and was fascinated by his principles. So here we go. The description goes like this. No matter your goals, Atomic Habits offers a proven framework for getting 1% better every day. James Clear, one of the world's leading experts on habit, inform- habit formation, reveals practical strategies that will teach you exactly how to master the tiny behaviors that lead to remarkable results. If you're having trouble changing your habits, the problem isn't you. The problem is your system. Bad habits repeat themselves, not because you don't want to change, but because you have the wrong system for change. You do not rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. After having read the book, I know how important that sentence really is. In Atomic Habits, you'll get a plan that can take you to new heights. Clear is known for his ability to distill complex topics into simple behaviors that can be readily applied to daily life and work. Here, he draws on ideas from biology, psychology, and neuroscience to create an easy-to-understand guide for making good habits inevitable and bad habits impossible. Along the way, readers will be inspired and entertained with true stories from Olympic gold medalists, award-winning artists, business leaders, life-saving physicians, and star comedians who have used the science of small habits to vault to the top of their fields. Atomic Habits will reshape the way you think about progress and give you the tools and techniques you need to transform your habits, whether you are an athlete looking to win a championship, a leader hoping to optimize an organization, or an individual who wishes to quit smoking, lose weight, reduce stress, and achieve success that lasts. Wow. Yes, this book makes a lot of promises, but I think the one thing it absolutely achieves Is making the process of understanding your habits and the best way to optimize them easier to understand? One of the topics I gravitated towards pretty quickly was his 1% rule. Let me share it in his words because he will obviously explain it better. It is so easy to overestimate the importance of one defining moment and underestimate the value of making small improvements on a daily basis. Too often we convince ourselves that massive success requires massive action whether it is losing weight, building a business, writing a book, winning a championship, or achieving any other goal. We put pressure on ourselves to make some earth-shattering improvement that everyone will talk about. Meaning, improving by 1% isn't particularly notable. Sometimes it isn't even noticeable, but it can be far more meaningful, especially in the long run. The difference a tiny improvement can make over time is astounding. Here's how the math works out. If you can get 1% better each day for one year, you'll end up 37 times better by the time you're done. Conversely, if you get 1% worse each day for one year, you'll decline nearly down to zero. What starts as a small win or a minor setback accumulates into something much more. The reason why I connected to this so much is because I sometimes have a hard time taking goals I have and breaking them down into smaller pieces. I love to write. But if I can't block off hours to do so, I won't. However, if I was able to do 15 minutes of writing a day, I would probably get significantly further into my book writing process than I am now, waiting for the perfect time to present itself. It's also a great reminder that just because you aren't seeing the results at that exact moment does not mean they aren't happening. Later on in the book, he starts diving more into specific habits and how to nurture ones that will help your goals. He asks, does this behavior help me become the type of person person I wish to be? Does this habit cast a vote for or against my desired identity? Habits that reinforce your desired identity are usually good. Habits that conflict with your desired identity are usually bad. In the example I gave about my writing, if I start looking myself as a writer, or I'm sorry, if I start looking at myself as a writer and therefore consider the behavior of writers I admire, I would write more frequently without the pressure i put on myself to have it perfect the pressure of perfection is debilitating and casts a vote to use james's words against my desired identity he also advocates for surrounding yourself with people who will encourage your newfound habits he says one of the most effective things you can do to build better habits is to join a culture where your desired behavior is the normal behavior new habits seem achievable when you see others doing them every day If you're surrounded by fit people, you're more likely to consider working out to be a common habit. If you're surrounded by jazz lovers, you're more likely to believe it's reasonable to play jazz every day. Your culture sets your expectation for what is quote-unquote normal. Surround yourself with people who have the habits you want to have yourself, and you'll rise together. I love what he says there because ultimately what he is encouraging is a sense of community, especially one that will support your habits and ultimately bring you into the person that you you wish to be. It makes me think of that saying that we are all the average of the five people we spend the most time with. The people you surround yourself with are important because whether you realize it or not, they are impacting you in ways that will alter your identity. I learned so much more from this book than I have really even shared here and hope that that you will too. Like I mentioned earlier and hopefully showed uh, with the examples that I shared, James Clear creates ideas and shares them in ways that are easier to understand and helps you take a look at your life and learn how to apply them. The one sentence that keeps reverberating over and over in my head ever since reading it is, you get what you repeat. And let me tell you, that sentence has been repeating in my head. (laughs) So with that, I hope you will consider picking up this book and maybe learning a few things about yourself in the process. I've added it to my online shop, Reading with Christine Figgs, through bookshop.org and would love to know what you think about it. You can always email me at readingwithchristinefiggs at gmail.com or find me on Instagram or TikTok too, at Christine Figs. All right, my loves, that's all for now. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and you stay tuned for the next one, where I talk about my most recent read, The Nightingale by Kristen Hanna. So until next time, I hope you read. <clears throat> And if you can't, because that's just how life goes sometimes, I hope you enjoy some art in whatever form you find it. Because when life gets difficult, it is art in all of its many forms that can hold us, heal us, and give us hope. I love you all. Happy reading.